Welcome back. Welcome back to the Unapologetic Hour. We are so excited to be back with you all this year. 2024 is here. We were gone for a lot for the entire year, 2023, yeah. huh? Yeah, entire year. Yes, but we are back. We we really had a, a very challenging year, yep. 2023. I know I did. I know many of our listeners did as well, but I know you guys missed us. Yeah, because we miss you guys too. Yeah, we miss you guys too. And thank you to everyone that was checking in on us. Everybody was praying for us and, and just always keeping us uplifted and encouraged and your calls, your texts, your posts, everything. It means the world to us. Yeah. You know, life has a way of throwing in unexpected things. Absolutely. So it's all about how we are resilient, bounce back from it. So we really had to take last year off to focus on family, regrouping. And of course, we'll get into later episodes last year and all that good stuff, or even this episode, if my wife wants to. Um, but you know, thank you for everybody, all the text, the text messages and encouraging us to get back on. So your prayers work, the prayers of the righteous, available mm-hmm. month, because we we are back. But I'm yeah. excited to be back though. Yeah, yeah, me too. We've been talking about it for a while, so now we just had to be about it and just yeah. do it. So we are here, and I know that folks been asking, where you guys been? Are you guys gonna bring your podcast yeah. back? So we are here. We are yeah. here. So look forward to some exciting um shows you know we're gonna have some really good guests on with us we're gonna be talking about some hot topics out there so stay tuned yeah it's gonna be good um the lineup this year is gonna be great um of course we're gonna talk about some trending topics but also we're going to be proactive and just talk about things that are affecting the body of christ as business wise real estate wise uh entrepreneurship wise ministry wise this what's going on you know uh, yeah. this election year it's a big year um mm-hmm. Depending on what side of the fence you are, um, you know, but we got to we got to get ready for what's going to be up ahead um, this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most important thing I learned last year was that life is literally that short. So um, do what you got to do to make the best of it and add us to your list of things that that make the best of your life (laughs) at our our podcast, because it is uplifting. That is our goal, at least to be uplifting, empowering and all that good stuff and bring you things that will be helpful. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to be a part of the show, send us an inbox. Send up. Now, if you're crazy, don't inbox us. Right, right. But if you got some sense, inbox us and we'll talk about how to bring you on, topics, stuff like that. Or if there's something that you want us to discuss that we haven't discussed or we want us to retouch on or possibly uh, do a segment on, uh, shoot your ideas as well. Yeah, absolutely. Shoot your shot. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? So, you know, you can gain visibility and 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 use this as a platform to really kind of showcase what you got. Yeah. Absolutely. So what are we talking about today? Um, you know, I was thinking about the first episode since we're back. Uh, we're two months into the new year. The first of Jan- January went by so fast. Yeah, I know. February's uh, going to be over soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we halfway through February. You know, um, some people are, are doing their new year resolutions. Some have quit already. Some have set goals. Some have abandoned them goals. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. the first episode just really is to encourage the people um, just about this year, you know, and what God has in store for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a a very good point. Like so many people have set goals at the top of the year. Sometimes it's tradition. Sometimes it's, it's a habit, you know, or whatever it is, but um, where are you in those goals right now? Did you already quit? Like it's only been like what, six weeks into the year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Already. Or are you hanging in there? Right. And then what kind of goals did you create? Cause I'm finding out that a lot of people, 
they create more of like personal goals, you know, professional goals. But a lot of people don't create financial goals, mm -hmm. you know, goals for their budget, goals for their money. Where do you want to see it? You know, and all that kind of thing. They don't even it's like sometimes not even a thought. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think I think we don't really do a good uh, good. We don't do a good job of really planning out our mm -hmm. goals. We do what's trendy. Oh, I want to lose weight. Yep. But that's a good goal to have. But how do you get there? Okay, well, let's change the way we eat. I want to change my lifestyle. I want to change my eating habits. I want to ch change the way I look at food. I want to look at food as more of something that needs to absorb in my body so I can do the things that God wants me to do instead of just always eating for pleasure. You know, things like that. I got to look how I change, what, change the way I look at exercising. You know, like if I believe that God wants me to do all these amazing things, well, I got to be in shape for it. So I can't look at working out as a chore. I got to embrace it as, okay, the steps for me to get to where God wants me to. And so as we plan goals, we have to also plan the little things to get to those goals, Yeah. as well as, um, you know, taking the necessary steps to achieve those goals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, sometimes working out and eating right is a chore. Absolutely. <laughs> You just don't get paid for doing them kind right. of chores. <laughs> or maybe you do, because maybe your reward is a healthier lifestyle, right? Like, yeah. if you think of it that way. But sometimes it's difficult. Like, it's really hard to get up early morning, midday after work, and yeah. actually go work out. It's hard to, like, not eat French fries all the time or, like, right. all the good stuff all the time, right? It's, it's difficult, but you've really just got to uh commit to a new mindset yeah you know what i mean like these are behaviors and these are behavior changes that we got to make so that means that our mind and our thoughts about it got to be changed too yeah, and that's the hard part right there is changing your mindset you know and they say it takes at least 21 days to form a new habit so um that's why the the the, the 21 day consecrations and fasts that a lot of churches do at the top of the year that's probably one of the thoughts behind it yeah. You know, like, OK, we really want to set people on a good path and 21 days. You know, if if you're not necessarily following the Daniel plan, you know, the 21 day itself is a good idea of something to strategize and think through when you're planning out your goals and things like that, because you need new habits. It's yeah. not enough to just set goals. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's also um, the way that we look at things. So uh, this is a great book called The Psychology of Money. And what it does, it talks about why people spend the money that they spend. Mm -hmm. It's all because of how you look at money. Some people look at money as a, a means to an end. And there's some people who look at money as a resource to better get them to the next goal. And so the book talks about the way you look at money is the way you'll spend money. And mm -hmm. to me, that applies to everything else. Like the way you look at food is the way you'll consume food or if you use food to, like me, I'm an emotional eater. So if I look at food as comfort, every time I have some kind of emotion, I'm gonna go get the food because I've, I'm looking at the food as a way to comfort, to comfort me. And so, you know, how are we looking at our 2024? Mm -hmm. You know, is it just okay? Let me just have these goals so I can just achieve for 2024, just so I can say I checked off the list, or am I looking at 2024 to help set me up for 2025 and to help set me up for 2026 and 2027, like? Or, you know, it's all about the way that we look at mm -hmm. various things that keeps us um, in bondage or free, free from it. Yeah. And then creating those actionable steps to accomplish it. Yeah. You know, that's really going to take it to the next level and really help you see kind of the fruits of your labor. 
you know, because again, you could spend so much time planning and doing mm-hmm. doing goal setting parties and planners and and buying all this stuff off Amazon and all these other places, right? But then what happens? Like life happens, things happen, and it it knocks us off our course. But do we just give up on the goal? Right. No. Or do we actually just pursue it when we when we get back up? Yeah. And keep going, you know. Is that the time to pursue or what? Like, you know, sometimes I think people get so overwhelmed with life that they do give up on their dreams. They give up on their goals. They give up on the thoughts that they have for their future because they just can't see it. Yeah. And that's where faith comes in, too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we can't really focus on what's in front of us. We have to be able to tap into God and have our faith see things that we can't see immediately. You know, because mm-hmm. like, you know, every day I got bills, I got a little work. I can get so caught up in the mundane and the routine of things that I never, I never see what's next or what's ahead. And mm-hmm. so I just get into a routine of going to work, paying the bills, going to work, paying the bills. But there's so much more to life than doing the everyday work, pay bills routine. Exactly. There's so much more to life than that. And so it's all about you know, changing our capacity to see things beyond what we are in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what one of Jesus' main thing when he came to to earth with his disciples is like, look, you guys have been doing it this way for a long time. I'm trying to have you guys tap into something that you guys haven't seen before that I really want to bring to the earth. And so if we can just really tap into the unseen. I think that would be really beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge. Yeah. Right. Like, because faith is hard because you can't see it. Yeah. You know, it's really difficult. And when you feel like you're just blinded, you can't see your path, you don't know where you're going, you feel like you don't hear God, you just kind of stuck. Like having faith to even get unstuck, difficult. It's so difficult. So you really have to lean and depend on God, especially in those moments and like keep reading scripture and 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 use scripture as your affirmation. I know people out here on these affirmations and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, the only ones that's really going to keep you is the ones from the word of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, use the right affirmations <laughs> while you're out here <laughs> using affirmations. <laughs> and something new that I, I don't know if it's new, but something that, that's been happening that I'm hearing is that a lot of believers are talking about the universe. Like, I don't know if they, I don't know what the universe is doing, but yeah. I just know God has something planned. Like, how does that even work? Yeah, you know, I honestly think, you know, this might be controversial. I think the people who start talking about universe and stars and horoscopes, they have lost some faith in God. Mm. And so because they lost some kind of faith in God, they're trying to find something, a new fad or something that they think works. But really, it doesn't work. Like, why... Why would I pray to the universe when I can pray to the person who created the universe? Exactly. Yeah. Like, why would I look to horoscopes to tell me about my future when I can tap into God and ask God, what should my life be like? But I think sometimes people get so discouraged in God. Maybe it's um, false teaching or the way they thought um, growing up and certain looking at scriptures more like as a chore versus a devotion, spending time with them that... I don't know what could be, but I think that people who rely on the universe now or Christians that have gone to that kind mm-hmm. of way, to me, I interpret it as 
well, you've lost faith in the way that we're supposed to be. And we have to address what it is that caused you to lose faith in that. Yeah, because it's just odd to me that a Christian, like somebody who's saved and has a relationship with Christ, would say, I'm praying to the universe. Like, why would that be your go-to? Right. You know, or is it just a term? Maybe it's even just a term. Like, people really aren't praying to a universe. They're just saying it. But it's really confusing. I just really think that, I could be wrong, but we don't put the time into God in prayer and scriptures as we need to. And we look for shortcuts. And the mm-hmm. shortcuts is like, well, let me just pray to the universe. Or let me just talk, I'm talking, or, you know, I'm putting this out in the universe so it can come back to me. But no, like if we really seek God, pray, read our Bibles and live how God wants us to live, then we will be well equipped for our lives. But yeah. we but we don't. We spend so much time on everything else. We spend so much time on our favorite shows, hanging out with our friends, doing this, and then we give God Sunday. And church better not be more than an hour and a half on Sunday because then I'm a, <laughs> it's too long. Especially post-COVID. Right. It's too long. And so, you know, I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Maybe. And that's if we give God something on Sunday, because yeah. nowadays that's not even like that's the norm. Even. You know? Uh-huh. I mean, you can watch online. So Technically, you ain't even got to go to the building. And that's a whole nother thing, yeah. right? We probably going to talk about that one day, yeah. you know, because that's a big controversy right there. Yeah, the saints, is, some of the saints is mad. Some yep. of the saints is glad. Some people still don't like technology right. or streaming. Some people do. Like, it's all over the place. Yeah, the goal just has to be spending time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the reality is a lot of us aren't. Yeah, and that's why I appreciate um, the ministries that do offer something at the top of the year to kind of help the congregation, help the people individually to regroup, put God first. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're consecrating and when you're focused on like the word and you're focused on, you know, your relationship with Christ and things like that, it it helps to just set things on a right path, like from the beginning, you know. So I really appreciate it. And everybody does it different. And that's okay, right? Like one church might do just a three-day fast, absolutely nothing except water. Mm-hmm. For three days straight. Other churches may do 21 days. Other churches may start theirs in February, not necessarily in January. But, you know, just getting people in the right direction, I think, is key. Setting, Just starting the year off right and, and top of the year. So anytime in the first quarter. And listen, don't wait for a church yeah. to host a consecration and a fast. You can do that anytime. Anytime in your life. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and we can fast throughout the year. You don't, you don't mm-hmm. have to just wait. You know, it's it's just really, fasting really just teaches you how to have self-discipline. Yeah. How to submit your will to God's will. And some of us need to fast throughout the year. Some of us. But the Bible also says that some things only come out by fasting and praying. Mm-hmm. So the discipline for sure. But then also it's a form of, of just being able to fight off some of these things that we're going through, you know, successfully fight them off as well. So um, I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's really good, you know. So what are your goals for this year? Uh, For 2024, my, one of my main goals is to um, grow my business. Nice. I really want to just take it next level um, in spite of all the challenges last year, 
God blessed me to be able to accomplish some great things and, and brought some awesome opportunities. And so I am just um, excited for what this year could hold. Nice. Nice. Yep. How about you? Let's see. My goals this year, one of my goals is I want to um, dive heavy into real estate again. Um, took a break last year. Uh, well, halfway last year. I did some transactions in earlier in the year. Uh, but if my goal this year is to go full first, full force, helping those um, list their homes, helping people buy homes, um, really want to get into some real estate development, um, find some real estate developers and try to be an agent for them as well. You know, just really give, get it more involved in real estate. I think it's going to be a good year um, this year and the years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how's the market right now with the rates and things? Rates are starting to come down. So all to what though? Because <laughs> they were like are they coming down to like uh, from eight to like seven point nine or so, so we're we're not gonna get back to COVID interest rates. Okay. The norm is usually high fours, mid five. That's the that was the norm before before the pandemic. Pandemic, you had three percent. We're not gonna get those numbers again unless another God forbid another pandemic happens. This is not. So we are seeing rates come down. Um, so those who are looking to buy, get ready. Those who want to list their homes, this is the time to start doing the little repairs for your home now so that buyers won't be asking for a lot of money off. You know, check here if you got dry rot, make sure you don't have no peeling paint, make sure all the major areas like your roof, all that stuff is all taken care of. So that way buyers won't come asking for money off, you know? Yeah. And I think we could, I think we should bring some content around real estate specifically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're a real estate agent. And so we could really utilize your expertise in that field to really teach the people about owning a home, yeah. buying investment properties, like like things that can help people kind yeah. of just expand and develop. So this is the thing for all those who want to create wealth. There's a number of ways to create wealth and none of the ways happens overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> None of the ways happen overnight. There are numerous ways to get to wealth, but none of the ways happen overnight. And I'm talking about true wealth that sustains not only your family, but the generation after you. Now, maybe you hit the lotto, maybe you'll come into some inheritance, but for the majority of people, that won't happen. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to build wealth, it takes time and you have to do one of three or four things. That's real estate, investment, stocks, stuff like that or create a business that sustains you and that can continue to sustain your family afterward. Mm -hmm. That's the way to wealth. You know, there's no shortcuts. You know, I know people want to think, oh, I can create a business today and then mm -hmm. next year bring in a million dollars. Companies that are that are scaling that long takes time, effort, consistency, dedication, trials and errors, highs and lows. All that stuff. I know social media. You think that you can just post something on social media mm -hmm. and go viral, <laughs> and you know, like it takes it takes a long time to build wealth. So, with that being said, don't get discouraged, but pick an avenue and stick with it. Exactly. And if it's we, my wife's in business. She's a business consultant. If it's business, she can help you out. If it's real estate, I can help you out as well. Like if you want to buy a home, you need to have your taxes in order, mm. <laughs> some money saved up, and your credit score. And watch. What your does a credit score have to be? Or what should it be? You you really want to get, I tell my clients, you really want to get into, I would like to see you in the mid sevens or low sevens, because that's going to really give you the best interest rate. Anything under a seven, you can still get a home, but you're going to have the highest interest rate. 
you know, and so you to because you don't want to be house poor. A lot of times you can get a home and get you can get the home you want. But if your payment is so high, you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be house poor. You want to be so much money in a home. Because it's not just the house payment. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's like everything, everything else you got, included. You got insurance. Mm-hmm. You got electricity, water, the taxes, taxes property, all, all that. And the property taxes, they can change. One year could be one amount. Absolutely. The next year could be another amount. And it could add two, three, four hundred dollars to your payments. And so you really want to uh, be prepared for a home. But this is uh, buying a home helps you with, with wealth, you know. Ideally, you want to get into a 15-year loan, but it's going to be cheaper to do, do a 30. So why did I say 15? Because in 15 years, your house will be paid off. In 30, you know, if you do a 30-year loan, then that means in 30 years, it's going to take you to, to pay it off so that you can really be able to benefit from the full the fullness of your home. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that you have to um, keep in mind and things like that. But ultimately, it all starts with a plan and sticking to that plan to get to wealth. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, like we talked about from the beginning, like setting those goals. So anything you want to do, whether yeah. it's, you know, buy a house or start a business or just accomplish even like maybe you want a new job, you know, whatever you want to do. You want to buy a car. You got to you got to have a goal. You got to yeah. start with a goal. Like the goal is like the seed that gets planted, like actually stating it, writing it, writing that vision for it. What do you see doing a little back end work, like maybe researching it. Right. Uh-huh. Because yeah. you just like buying a house, like you don't just find one and yeah. then just go buy that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's the same thing with everything else in life. Like you gotta just do a little background work. You know, I tell people all the time, build the foundation, make yeah. sure that part is strong because guess what? Everything else, it may come and it may go, but that foundation will still remain, yeah. you know, and it takes work to get that foundation established, but but once you lay that foundation, mm-hmm. once you lay the foundation, and once it settles in and gets good and in, strong, everything else building on top is cake. Yep, exactly. You can build as high as you want if that, if that foundation is straight. Mm-hmm. You know, so take the time to do your foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, another pod, maybe the next one, I really want to talk about this kind of just dropped on me how ministry is changing. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about how businesses and buying home, but like ministry and what we are accustomed to. It's changing right before us. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, we yeah. definitely got to talk about that. Yeah, maybe we can yeah. do some pathos on or something. Like, yeah, because it's, it's definitely not what it was. It's not what, it, and it's not going to be what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're at record twenty five. They say twenty five hundred pastors a year are quitting. Mm. Um, that's a lot of pastors. That's a lot of pastors. I mean, I can see why they would quit. Pastoring is not easy. It's not. The saints will drive you crazy, <laughs> and it's mostly the saints. It's the people <laughs> in the church. It's not necessarily the outsiders, right? That's like true. a lot of times, the outsiders. They're not the most disrespectful to, to the pastors. Like, they're not the most problem children to the pastor, right? Yeah. It's the saints that be having all mm-hmm. the issues. So I could understand that. Yeah. And and I think it's also how we structured our, our churches. Mm-hmm. How we set the foundation, how we set the organizational structure of our church. Yeah. That it weighs so much on the pastor that it's just over it's overwhelming it's overwhelming you know it's just it's just a lot i mean it, you got to think about it churches are sustained off tithing mm-hmm. which 10 percent of your income yeah but two twofold only 10 percent of a church mm-hmm. statistically tie so if you have 100 members only 10 of those members are paying tithe mm-hmm. and of those 10 members 
we have to take into account the social economical classes yep. of those 10 members. Are they upper class, middle class, low class? And so I know I know the theme is oh, pastor just taking money from the church, but I would actually what what money? Yeah. What money? The average church is not bringing in money where people are to take money like that. Like not like that. Not, not like, like that. people are not, thinking. Not people are thinking. And sometimes people just don't realize that um number one, the pastor had money before you got here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and before they got here. So, yeah. you know, it's it's and then, it's not always what you think. Every pastor that I personally know have another job. I mean, they work a day job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is I don't know any pastor that's solely living are able to just take a salary from the church except for the ones that had already worked 30 mm-hmm. years retired from their job and now they're just doing ministry full time mm-hmm. so if i take that away i don't know any pastor that's not working a full-time job so yeah so that to me that becomes a smoke screen for people to be like oh because if you go on youtube of course you can look up mega pastors this this and that but that's they're not they're an outlier they don't represent <laughs> the churches that are in your local communities in your local cities stuff like that the churches are not bringing enough money to have to support a lavish lifestyle to make you think that oh well i can just go quit my job be a pastor no there's a reason why 2500 pastors are, are quitting every year absolutely there's, there's a, a reason. huge reason there's why reason. so yeah i really want to talk about that because i i think i really want to encourage leaders and ministries and pastors and mm-hmm. um to really don't give up on the faith but maybe you need to regain plan restructure Go a different yeah. way. We know a pastor that is doing a phenomenal job of pastoring the unchurched. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. he, he had to restructure his idea of ministry, and Absolutely. it's and it's phenomenal. Yeah, you know, it's so, a growing ministry, and it it serves exactly who, who God gave him to serve. Yeah, so maybe that'll be a podcast we could do later about mm-hmm. how ministry in this church is yeah changing. that would be good that yeah. would be so good well i'd love to bring him on because yeah. y'all would y'all would love him too yeah <laughs> <laughs> it would be good well that is good for for definitely another conversation where we, we go, go more in depth on this very thing because it's so important but yeah. you know it's so many important discussions to be had that we're gonna talk about a lot we're gonna talk about it all <laughs> We're gonna talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it all. So y'all stay tuned. We thank you for joining us. We are back. So stay tuned for what we got going on that's coming up in this year, 2024 and beyond. And um hang in there. Hang in there. Yep. Don't give up. Yeah, it's gonna be a great year. Yep. The year just started. Give it a shot. (laughs) Give it a chance. (laughs) Give it a chance to, to do you good. All right, y'all. Been good talking to y'all. Look forward to seeing y'all next time.